What's that now? <laughs> <laughs> Sweden. All right. Hello, All right. Tim. Welcome back. Thanks. And thanks for joining us on a, such a big night. The Firefly. Oh, right. Yeah, that thing. Yeah, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> have you finally given up hope and let it go and just... About Firefly? I mean, not giving up hope, but let it go. Let go uh, of the excitement of it and just how... Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, I've done like five shows since then. (laughs) (laughs) I've been canceled many times since Firefly. (laughs) I'm more sad about Terriers now. As are we all. (laughs) Can you hear my dogs barking? Because I could kill them. Um, no, Tim, that that statement just clearly shows you have never listened to us because Gabby's dog Artie is a consistent contributor, and we welcome all canines. All right. <laughs> also, I have a loud baby. You uh, do? I'm sorry. Did you say R, uh, have, or R? It both. Actually. Ah, lovely. <laughs> Maybe if I, I think if I let them actually in this very room, yeah. they'll shut up. Hang on. <laughs> Most likely. <laughs> This You'll is probably great. be Artie, able to hear my dog snore. Artie's going to have friends on the show, Gabby. <laughs> Gabby, what gets Artie, what gets Artie excited? Are, are there certain words that you say? Or I was about okay, to say bitches. <laughs> they're, not, they're not bitches. No. <laughs> they're boiches. Boiches. Oh, I see. <clears throat> okay. Mama Mimomu. I'm ready. Okay. okay. So, Robin, do you remember how do we do this? Yes. Okay, good. You ready? I believe I am pronto. Okay. Um, you're listening to Redemption Cast, Season 2, Episode 2, Are You Now or Have You Ever Been? In the 1950s, Angel aids a woman hiding from her past in a hotel with a long history of death and mayhem. In present day, Angel hunts a demon. Angel's a vampire who has a soul and he's glad to see ya. He fights the darkness with Wesley and Gunn and his friend Cordelia. He spent a century in hell with the tube of his Nancy boy Hedges. Angels of Empire, <laughs> this is his show. Indirect sunlight can't hurt him, so Gax S O D. Okay, Robin, that's the first time I hear that one, and that is phenomenal. New one. Yeah. Wow. Now, is Thanks. Tim still on the line? Oh hell yeah! <laughs> okay, good. That's that's always my big worry. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna scare the VIP. <laughs> well, let's introduce ourselves. My name is Robin. Oh yes. Oh, I'm Stephanie. I'm Kimberly. This is Gabby. I'm Illyrio, and with us once again, friend of the show, me. Uh, <laughs> those of you astute listeners have recognized the uh, dulcet tones of Tim Miner's voice. Yay! Uh, Tim, thank you for coming back. Sure. Awesome. <laughs> Guys, can we back up 10 seconds? Um, I just said, thanks for coming back, Tim. Oh, yeah. Uh, thanks for having me back. 
We have to start recording again. I had a bit of an issue. Well, don't worry. Land that line again? Of course you did. It's all scripted. It's all scripted. with a new one. Yeah, think of a new one. I want to thank you, Tim, for giving us ten seasons of Firefly. Well, it's really only season nine because you know we're 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 just now shooting season ten. Ah. So it hasn't aired yet. Only nine seasons have. Yeah, I I wish nine full seasons of twenty-two episodes. How is this that a show like allows you to film a feature film in between each season, and it's still that popular? Well, we did that a little bit on the X Files, which is where I think I really learned how to do that. Yeah, (laughs) and watching Chris Carter take the franchise and completely destroy it (laughs) in ninety minutes. Let me Um, just. Cross yeah. off my next question if you wanted to be on my X Files intro. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. He's not joking. He has one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, you know, I'm working with James Wong now. Oh yeah. Yeah, we work. Uh, we write television's American Horror Story together. Oh, I love that. Oh, okay, Kim. <laughs> we just covered Squeeze, so James Wong just came up today. <laughs> James Wong is awesome. <laughs> Yeah, I'm and so squeeze. squeeze is awesome. Let's talk about that. <laughs> I don't so mind. With uh, Eugene Victor Toombs outside watching. No, <laughs> no, he had to watch okay. show. I was extraordinarily upset when I found out that the guest spot for that had been reserved. Yeah, and uh, I'm still bitter. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So, Tim, what's your connection to this particular episode of Angel? I wrote it. it. <laughs> nice. Did you have a lot to do with the production of it? Because it seems like a heavy production episode. It's. I did actually. I mean, you know, the truth is, there's a commentary on the DVDs. You could just listen to me talking on that because it, it was much closer to the actual production date. Uh-huh. So I probably say a lot more things than I can remember now. So let's just move on to the next topic. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I, uh, I had a lot, I was, I was very involved in the production of it. I was a producer, but also on this particular episode, I, um, I was there the, for the entire shoot and worked very closely with the director, David Semmel, who is, as a matter of fact, just finished shooting an episode of television's American horror story. He shot two, two last year for us. Um, but yeah, I was there and it was magic. It was magic. It, it's just an amazing episode. I don't know what, what did you what did the newbies think? What did the newbies think of this episode? Um, I was glued to my set, which was uh, it's rare these days. <laughs> yeah, I didn't tell you what part of me was glued. Uh, it was it's it's we, it's rare for me to be glued to anything, especially since I've been mainlining all of Archer. And, and that's kind of just crazy yes. little snippets of stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm a big, uh, I was going to say, I'm a big fan of McCarthyism. <laughs> but what I mean to say, but what I mean to say is that I remember, uh, studying a little bit of, of, uh, American history, uh, centered around McCarthyism when I was, uh, at an institute, at an institute of higher learning. And, um, I was thoroughly, thoroughly, uh, in, um, uh, my interest was piqued when I uh, found out what the title was and I was really hoping that it would, and it totally did. And I loved how you included the um, clip and the scene of people uh, gathering around the TV and watching what was going on. And I love the context of, 
of of basically people hiding out and not wanting to be outed for various reasons, um, which mm-hmm. uh, you know fit really well with the some you know a demon that feeds off paranoia and fear. So I uh, I really liked it. Cool. Well, you guys know that I love any type of uh, flashback episode. Oh yes, you do. So I love seeing people. A little bit of history about uh, people and stuff. Question: What was the what was the blood drink that David Boreanaz was drinking? That was blood. <laughs> was it like because it, it looked pretty thick? Well, uh, um, it was blood. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I actually I don't remember. <laughs> oh, okay. It's it some been... kind of it's it's some kind of you know Favorite? not blood thing. Yeah. <laughs> pretty right. thick. Yeah. It's, I don't know exactly what he used, because, you know, that wasn't the only episode in which we used that particular yeah. prop. It looked a lot like uh, Malna syrup, which is a Hungarian um, raspberry syrup that you dilute with water or other drinks. Sure. It may have been something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I was wondering why he, like, if he's a vampire, why does he prefer his blood on ice? I guess he's just keeping it fresh. For when he did, like, did want to drink it. Yeah. yeah. They didn't have microwaves in the 50s. <laughs> Gabby, what did you think of it? Okay, so I have not been the biggest fan of the series so far. However, <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. I was absolutely riveted. And I'm not just saying that because Tim's here. <laughs> I really, I thoroughly, I thoroughly enjoyed every minute of it. I just... I don't have words right now, other than that. Now would, now, now would weirdly be the time to have words. <laughs> I really would. Yeah. Oh, Sadly. I have a word, iBook. <laughs> oh, that took me back. I was like, oh, I remember. I used to have a t-shirt with those on there. Does anyone watch um, 666 Park Avenue? No. no. I haven't yet. Basically, that entire series is what this episode was. Oh really? So, yeah. Really? Yeah, I saw the um I saw the pilot at Comic-Con and I didn't think much of it. No, the pilot and I loved this episode. Weird. <laughs> well, this this was in many ways my um, homage to Hitchcock. Yeah. I mean there's so many Hitchcock references in this particular episode all the way down to the score mm. and the you know Rob Crawl is really doing Bernard Herrmann's score from Vertigo in many ways. He's not completely ripping it off, but you know when you when you put an episode together, when you're cutting it together, you put in temp music mm-hmm. for the first couple of cuts before the composer composes the music. And sometimes you use movie music, and sometimes you know after a show's been on the air for a while, you have a whole library of stuff that the composer has already made for other episodes. So sometimes you'll use that. Um, but usually you're looking for something that creates the feel of what you want it to be like. And I actually took the Bernard Herrmann score for Vertigo and put it into <laughs> the first cut. Mm-hmm. And so there were these, you know, those long tracking shots of Angel moving down hallways. And the director was very nervous because I, I, w- I was very insistent that a lot of this had to be on the Steadicam and on the dolly and had to be shot in such a way that they were just these long takes with no dialogue and he thought for sure that all that would get cut out and I'm like no it's not going to get cut out and we put in the Vertigo soundtrack and when Josh saw it he was like that soundtrack is so important we have to try and we have Mm -hmm. to try and uh, you know recreate that feeling 
So if you've ever seen Jimmy Stewart following Kim Novak around in Vertigo and sort of listen to that dun 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 that's kind of what we're doing in, in Are You Now? Cool. Well, um, we kind of, uh, on our show, we just kind of go through the episode, you know, pretty much like scene by scene. And there's so many questions I want to ask. So I figured like just getting them, you know, done scene by scene might be an easy way to do it. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, the, we did ask about the blood. The, the first scene is basically Angel asking Wes and Cordy to look in the Hyperion Hotel and uh, the whole cinnamon and the blood thing. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and I love the. I mean, I, I I listen to the commentary, right? And I I actually love the transition from the photo to fifty two. And you were you weren't such a fan of it. Well, I just didn't think the effect worked entirely. I mean, it it, it was the idea. It was the right idea. Um, it just didn't exactly feel. First of all, it didn't quite feel like they were really looking at a photograph. It looked like a special effect that was paused. <laughs> <laughs> And then, you know, sort of when it transitioned, I mean, the thing I did like was the shot that David did, the sort of what we call the Titanic shot, where the door opens and, like, the camera moves into the lobby and everything's sort of moving in slow motion. I thought that all worked great, but I thought the photo yeah. transition just, it didn't, it didn't quite work. Yeah, I like the bellhop kind of, like, welcoming you into this whole world we're about to... Yeah, the bellhop is great. Yeah. <laughs> I concur. So much like Barton Fink. I was going to say, there's a lot of Barton Fink references in this episode, too. <laughs> and uh, speaking of your X-Files past, this pal hop's called Frank Gilnitz in the script. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is correct. And that is from my X-Files past, indeed. Awesome. <laughs> is there a reason why it wasn't John Gilnitz? Basically, Frank Gilnitz is like like Vince Gilligan, Frank Spotnitz. And usually it's John Gilnitz, which is John Chivin. Right. right. Um, no particular reason. Just looked more like a Frank than a than a John. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> it, felt more, it felt felt more periody to me. <laughs> and we have the uh, janitor from the Breakfast Club managing the whole thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I I love this um the first uh the hallway shot. Like when the bellhop with his head down, I I was thinking of X. I'm not going to keep coming back to X Files, but I kept thinking of uh, a little bit of uh, Clyde Bruckman uh-huh. as the elevator opened. I don't know if that was intentional or not. It was a little bit more um, Barton Fink than Clyde Bruckman, actually. Um, but I was definitely going for kind of a Barton Fink thing there. I need to see Barton Fink apparently. <laughs> and I was also trying. I, I was also trying to tell a story. I mean, the the whole the whole idea was. I mean, it was sort of tricky breaking the story because I had to start it. First of all, you have a main character who knows how the story turns out, basically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So he's going to investigate a thing he already knows about. So I had to kind of make up a reason that he wasn't telling Cordelia and Wesley exactly everything right in the first three minutes of the show. (laughs) Yeah. And so that's why the whole, you know... Uh, kind of just dancing around it, like I just want to talk about my my dark fruity past. I have to go have flashbacks now. <laughs> <laughs> just all that is, but you know, the idea of I just wanted to play like the most kind of just excruciating long tension of this guy who absolutely doesn't want to go anywhere near this door. 
Mm-hmm. Almost, and if you notice the door, I think that the door number is the same number in the Overlook Hotel from the book, The Shining. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Uh, that he doesn't, that he's told not to go into. Um, and of course, the joke being, you know, when the door opens, it's it's our it's our hero. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, these guys. When we went to the when we went to the hotel last week with the, with Judge during Judgment, um, uh, these guys really picked up on. Oh, we're coming back to this hotel for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we have the uh, uh, the lobby right, and uh, McCarthy and Meeks turning away of this black family, mm-hmm. and, uh, <laughs> and yeah, we're just kind of exploring this whole whole hotel. The guy is saying goodbye to his uh, young escort. Um, and this other guy talking to, whisper, talking to whispers, and yeah. So, I did anybody Which, else flash to parcel tongue when they heard the whispers? <laughs> <laughs> like uh, this, it's immediately what came to mind was like that sound. Yeah, that's what that sounded like. Yeah, okay, cool. This was before that. I know, which is why I'm like, I'm sure they must have watched the episode because that's exactly yeah. what it sounded like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm that sure so that's much. what it was. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, then we get into, um, you know, the meeting Judy. Who's oh, Judy. And another Judy thing last... and Helica from uh, Six Feet Under. <laughs> yes. Last week we saw uh, Justina Machado from Six Feet Under, and now um, Melissa Marsala from Six Feet Under, who played Sisters. Oh, interesting. Did <laughs> not know. Yeah. I, I have... I had another intro cast about six feet under. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. I'll, I'll, I'll have to mention it to James Cromwell when I see him tomorrow. <laughs> you do that. Please do. That'll do, Tim. That'll do. <laughs> <laughs> Although uh, newbies on that show really did not like George a lot. <laughs> so, yeah. I tried to defend him, but. It was a difficult <laughs> character. Why would you? Yeah. Do- anyway, I don't want to get into it. <laughs> George is not my favorite. Okay. Anyway, back on track. Stay on target. Okay, um, Judy reminds me of Imitation of Life. Very much Imitation of Life. Hmm. Okay. There, it, it's, not, it, it's not only Hitchcock. It's not, there's also Chinatown references. Mm-hmm. There's Barton Feig references. And then there are Doug Sirk references. Sort of 50s melodrama. And definitely Imitation of Life is part of that whole pastiche. Yeah, just old Hollywood in general. Mm-hmm. What I like here is, uh, I mean, he has this whole interaction with the detective and, you know, Angel's, we find that Angel's not getting involved in anything. And then all of a sudden, once he decides to be the hero, all of a sudden that music picks up. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then, it, then it dies down again when he slams the door back in Judy's face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Judy, but he's Judy just going to is- slam that door in your face, girl. You have no idea. <laughs> Oh, I like but that. Judy also like a- reminds me of uh, Sako because she, a young girl, shows up at a hotel with a big suitcase of money. Uh, mm. It's absolutely Psycho. Yeah, yeah, that's that's Psycho. Judy was the character of Kim Novak's character, the second character she plays in Vertigo, and she's from Salina, Kansas, just yeah. like the character in this episode. I'm oh, just stealing okay. stuff from everywhere. The detective's <laughs> name is Mulva Hill who is the detective in Chinatown and Mulvihill gets a bandage on his nose like Jack Nicholson does in Chinatown. Right. Awesome. Last X-Files reference. Um, 
<laughs> this whole like him slamming the door in 1952, and then all of a sudden when we pan over and we see present day Angel standing at the door. Uh-huh. I, I really immediately thought of Triangle, how they did a lot of those hall shots where present day is running down one hall, past is running down the other. Uh huh. I don't know. So I don't know if you were um, homaging anything else there, but. Maybe not. <laughs> no, I mean, actually, that, that sort of style is a style that I I have sort of played with on everything I've done, from Terriers yeah. to Firefly to the... This was sort of the first time I got it right. Mm. And that shot particularly was interesting because it's all like... It's in camera. Like, the, the shot starts on the actress in the door. Actually, it's, it's, it, it's moving with David's double in the period wardrobe, it oh. moves over, the camera pans over to the girl in the doorway, and as the camera's off the hallway, we're sliding in a piece of the wall that's distressed that looks like the broken-down version of the hotel, hmm. and then Oriana steps into the frame, and then when the camera comes over and pans back to his face, it's all done in one shot. Wow. Slick. There he is. Um, oh, yeah. In, in the next scene, we have uh, Wesley... Um, doing more research, and we and and Cordy is, and and we find this uh, hot, uh, photo of Angel in the lobby in uh-huh. 1952. <laughs> and then the two things, it's like you know, first we find out right in those lines, like yeah, vampires photograph, but photograph <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> I mean, and that was, again, it was but, like that was like the hardest thing to write because literally I have two characters who have no idea what they're doing in the scene. It's <laughs> difficult for a writer to write those scenes. So I literally have the characters just expressing my frustration as a writer. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, do, do we kind of have any idea, for instance, what we're looking for? <laughs> like, did it occur to anybody in this room that he didn't actually tell us what we're doing? Mm. <laughs> Yeah, that the is other thing weird. is like, why why is Angel in the lobby and, and his wife Peter just kind of hanging out in the background? <laughs> <laughs> it was the fifties, man. It was hot. There was no air conditioning. That's right. I, don't know, I was just thinking maybe like um, maybe maybe a shot of like the the photo at the end of Shining with like Angel standing there with everybody around him smiling. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. There's definitely a lot of Shining references in this one yeah. too. Yes. Oh, you yeah. know, haunted mm-hmm. hotels they tend to do that so um you had to cut nine minutes out of this and nine minutes one yep. of the big things you cut out of here is uh some of the stuff in this uh next scene with whoopty doo going on in the background yeah but that wasn't for time okay that was that was a censor note mm. oh um they, they there was uh there were two shots that were cut one was the salesman taking the gun and pressing it up against the pillow uh-huh. as though he's putting it, not as though, but pu- putting it up to his mouth. But there's a pillow in between him and the gun. Oh. And then the other shot that was cut was the shot, uh, a shot of a pool of blood just expanding on the rug. Hmm. Oh, why would they take that out? Oh, well, because wait. shooting yourself in the head was just like very <laughs> not okay with the people at the WB. Mm. Remember, it was in fact the WB. Yeah, yeah. yeah it wasn't. I mean, we weren't, we weren't. I mean, if you think about it, this this episode is what nineteen ninety nine or something. Yeah, 2000. maybe two thousand. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's twelve years ago. This is like way before 
cable television, yeah. really. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it, it, in a lot of ways, we got to do things on the WB that sort of uh, um, anticipated the kind of stuff that one would be able to do mm-hmm. on, on, you know, FX or HBO or, you know, these cable shows. I mean, the shows I do now, I mean, American Horror Story is, you know, there's no envelope. <laughs> We tore the envelope. We threw out the envelope. Wow. There's no envelope. <laughs> yeah. uh, and apparently there's no box. Um, but uh, <laughs> but uh, for the WB at the time, you know, we, we were sort of under the radar, but we weren't so far under the radar that at least on two occasions, uh, I was told in no uncertain terms by the network that I had to cut shots. I had a shot of Angel slapping Darla across the face before he had the sex. That, 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 that. <laughs> Just a reminder. Oh, right. Just a reminder. Spoiled the show that was on in the last decade. I know. <laughs> Listen, I'm I'm living through it, and it's. <laughs> I went to Montreal Comic Con and got uh, to meet Nicholas Brendan, and the very first thing I said is, "Hi, I'm spoiler free. I'm up to season four. And he's like, "Oh yeah, hi." And then he spoils me about something. <laughs> It was minor, and I had actually been spoiled about that particular uh, aesthetic detail. But yeah, but, yeah. You know the, but you know that we do flashbacks on this show, so yeah. It's not, it's not so really sure it's, it's no surprise good. to you guys that Angel and Darla might have had sex at one point. They may have had the made the whoopee, the vampire yeah. whoopee, <laughs> the vampire whoopee, whoopee. <laughs> the doo. That's all. That <laughs> should that should be the kind of Halloween song we get, not this monster mash crap. <laughs> <laughs> So I have a question about uh, sensors and scenes, and uh, is is it kind of a negotiation type of situation where they're like, okay, we don't like this stuff. You're like, okay, we'll give you the gun up against the pillow and the expanding pool of blood, but you got to give us the lynching scene. Um, no. Okay. I mean, it, it kind of is. Sometimes you just go a little extreme, and then one is allowed to pretend there's a negotiation. Okay. But not so much. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just try to talk them into it. Mm-hmm. So were you talking with the network, or is this something that Joss does? Well, we both did. Okay. Okay. Um, so, yeah, the next scene at Griffith Park Observatory. Now, that's awesome. <laughs> that was the most amazing night. It was like 65 degrees. We were there until dawn just to get all the work that we had to shoot there. So we were there from like sundown until dawn. It was a total night shoot. And I don't think it ever got below 62 degrees. So it was just like this weird, magical, warm summer night. And um, it was awesome. And when David's standing there lighting up that cigarette... Right to the left of him, you can't see it because it's obviously off camera, is a statue of James Dean in that red jacket from Rebel. Uh, cool. <laughs> so why did you have Angel smoking? Because it looked cool. <laughs> <laughs> and cause, like, Everybody it's... did in 1952? Yeah. Okay. Actually. It was the 50s, and- man. Because it looked cool. <laughs> I mean, I know I'm not supposed to say that, but it yeah. did. Yeah. Well, you got it. I mean, if you're going to have the red jacket, you might as well have him smoking as well. Yeah. Plus, you know, it's not like it's going to harm his health. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, we have more Wesley and Cordy doing research. And, uh, yeah, this next lobby scene where um, 
these four actors or you know there's an actor there's a cat there's an old guy that apparently has some casting couch stuff going on at the hotel <laughs> screenwriter i was wondering if uh you were you were trying to show some uh clue here <laughs> because there's a the tall guy wearing the yellow shirt colonel mustard mm-hmm. professor plum <laughs> Well, I mean, it's a, it's a little, a little bit. I mean, it's not clue so much as just. <clears throat> I mean, you know what it really is? Is it's that is more than anything, and particularly when it, they turn into a lynch mob later, mm-hmm. um, is a reference to a Twilight Zone episode. Okay. Called oh. the monsters are due on Maple Street, which is the, the which is basically this same episode. It's about this street and these different people from. You know, it's sort of different representations of Americans. It's a normal, everyday street, and the power goes out, and there's fear that aliens are landing, and they start to point the finger at each other. Somebody's a monster, and they start to think that it must be one of my neighbors, and it basically turns into a lynch mob. And the way that episode ends is it cuts to a couple of aliens sitting on a hill watching all this happen. And they're saying, see, all you have to do is cut their power and they just turn on themselves. <laughs> yeah. And there's a, I think there's a shot. There's some shots in that, in that episode of, uh, of the twilight zone with that sort of canted Dutch angle as somebody's being attacked. And, and that's, we just replicated that shot actually. Um, but yeah, here's where we get the the psycho stuff from. Is the next scene with Judy and Angel. Yep. Um, yeah. Really cool. Um, and of course, the imitation of life stuff as well. We find out she's not uh, pure blooded. Yep. <laughs> There's a lot of interesting stuff on the commentary about how um, you know you had to play with that scene a bit with the dubbing as well as the fact that the like Angel would jump ahead. It, like try to take a scene out, take a line out, but Angel would jump ahead in the scene, and it didn't make any sense. Yeah, um, there was a line I tried to cut out, but because he stepped forward either before or after the line, I couldn't do it. <laughs> um, let's see. So, um, oh yeah, um, we have Angel and Judy hiding the money in the basement of the hotel, and uh, um. After we hear, uh, we see Angel finding the money and the the graffiti. I swear it said Angel spray painted on the wall there, but it actually was <laughs> Angela. And oh. uh, <laughs> <laughs> said, who graffiti's who's the boss stuff? <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. Lala or Boo Boo <laughs> are, but they apparently tagged up the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> see, I wish that the hotel lobby had looked like that. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I, I really wanted it to look, you know, graffitied and, you know, like a, like a place that had been abandoned. But we had just built that set and it had cost, you know, however, however many bajillion dollars of the, for our brand new standing set. And I'm like, now trash the shit out of it. And they're like, well, we can't. We just painted it. I'm like, oh, come on, you guys. It's supposed to be he's supposed to be coming into this, you know, rundown place. And they're like, well, we can't really do that. Now, you can because, you know, we do it on American Horror Story. <laughs> when we did the present day stuff, we completely made it look like the set had been abandoned for, you know, 50 years or something. And now, it's very expensive to do that, and it's mm-hmm. very time-consuming because, you know, 
you, you just got to, it's hard to schedule that sort of thing. But I'm like running out there and throwing wads of paper down on the floor, trying to make it look, you know, ooh, it's so edgy and trashed. But that but the basement they actually could do that in. And it looked, it just, the difference is really good. And the set on the whole lobby set is just amazing. I mean, what what kind of time frame is it? How, how long does it take to put something like that together? Well, I think they built it over the hiatus. Okay. I mean, that was like a that was like a bit that that was our big new set. Yeah. That they started planning sort of at the when we decided to blow up the other one because it was so hard to shoot in. That <laughs> um, <laughs> started we you know we started talking about what would be a cool place for Angel to base his operations out of and. And hence the idea of the hotel, and uh, hence this episode, because it's like, okay, we need to we need to tell an origin story of the set is really what it was. Mm-hmm. And it's nice that Angel has kind of a personal connection to it. It's not just like a regular office building or whatever. Yeah, that would have been Although hilarious. I, I did... They moved to an industrial park. <laughs> <laughs> cubicles. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I did like um... lunchroom. Angel's downstairs uh, apartment in the first season. That's the only thing I missed. The whole that was cool with the really slow elevator. It was yeah. cool. It was just really hard to shoot in. Really hard. <laughs> yeah. to shoot in. I love that set. Um, okay, so in the next scene we have uh, Cordy um, fooling Wesley that she knows anything about Thessalak demons. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we we. Go to the bookstore. We meet uh, Denver. Yay. <laughs> A.K.A. Van Helsing Jr. Yeah. There's there something I, I noticed here, and maybe that's just because I'm turning into a nitpicker because of these podcasts. But um, uh, Angel gets the, the Bible th- thrown to him, and he, and he disappears. It should, it, should, it should have had a cross on the cover. Oh. It should have been one of those Bibles that have, like, an Im- embedded, embossed... Mm. Mm cross on the cover which is what i intended and that's not what the prop was so it doesn't exactly make sense if it had, had a cross on the cover you would not be asking this question oh that's not the question i'm asking but that's interesting oh. a holy <laughs> oh shit i've completely yeah. pointed out a flaw <laughs> <laughs> no i i i noticed that denver goes it goes running out in the street he's like listen vampire you just stay out of here blah 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 right yeah and then- uh-huh. Back shot, and you see people kind of gathering around, like, "What is this guy's problem?" And then uh-huh. him from the front, and Angel's grabbing him in full vampire face and pulling him back into. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what do you want me to do about it? <laughs> you tell him, Tim. You tell him. Even back then, nobody noticed. Also, it's Hollywood, and even in the fifties, they were like, "Okay, well, moving on." Yeah. 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 <clears throat> so so far, I I That's know a cultural comment. I was making a comment on how the bystanders <laughs> don't help people. <laughs> I buy it. Thank you. Uh, so I I now know about an orb of Thessala and an orb of what was it? Uh, re, re, uh, I'm supposed to remember this. I was asking Robin. <laughs> Robin, what kind of orb is it? Um, a glowy one. <gasps> you don't know the name of the orb? Steph, save me here. Uh, it's like Ranger uh, Ram. Ragnarok? Ramjack? I don't know. Oh, wow. Ram, 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 Ramjamin or something. The, okay, we'll just call it the Ramjack. 
orb. (laughs) The orb of Ramjack. Uh, And so I'm like wondering how many more orbs are there? If you collect them all, will something happen? Okay. I'll check. I'll check my mother's basement because <laughs> yeah, because yeah. her mother, Kim's mother, had an orb of Thessala. It looked exactly like it. It looks exactly like it. That's hilarious. <laughs> I was at the Smithsonian last week, and they totally had an orb of Thessala. So. Holy crap! Man, I wish mm. Canada had more interesting orbs <laughs> in museums. I wish you had museums. <laughs> All right, enough. Um, so coming up is my favorite part. Is it the PI showing up with the picture of Judy or? No, but go ahead. I'll, I'll squee when you mention it. I thought that was, uh, I thought that was very, uh, film noirish with the, the photo of her. Yes. We're looking for this dame. Yeah. I just happened to have one of her glamour shots. I love that too. (laughs) (laughs) And I love the fact that he's like got a busted nose. Yeah. The busted nose is awesome. (laughs) That's very noirish. (laughs) Um, yeah, so we see, uh, Angel returning and then all of a sudden the door closes and we're in 2000. That was my favorite part. (laughs) I was fooled. That was so cool. Completely. Shows 50s Angel and all of a sudden it comes back and there's regular Angel. He's like, let's do this. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. (laughs) That did work. Oh, that was, I was, anyway, I love stuff like that and it totally surprised me. And it was awesome. I know it's minor, but I really, really enjoyed. No, that. it's not. I, I, th- that's a big transition for me. I thought that worked really yeah. well, and it wasn't fancy like the other ones. No, you know what I mean? no. it was a cut. Yeah, and it yeah. was just just put David in the exact same spot in the exact same position, just in his other outfit, and there you got it. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if like throw some paper on the floor, quick. Edgy, <laughs> <laughs> so edgy. There might be something that David probably is used to the, doing the whole uh, vamp transition effects. You probably have to do the same kind of thing, right? Mm-mm. Oh no, no, because it's not 1942, and he's not Lon Chaney Jr. Like basically, that's all done CGI, and then he has to go and put on makeup, and then they do it later. Oh, <laughs> movie magic. Yeah. Oh, speaking of uh, nineteen, uh, did, I you said in the commentary this was, this was this almost was like a Nazi episode. Did you want to say yes. more about that? It was it was it was originally going to be in the during World War Two. It was oh. going to be a forties episode. We we're like, what's cool? Hollywood in the forties is cool, and so you know we were all sort of into that idea of doing a a flashback episode that wasn't back to like powdered wigs and mm-hmm. all that crap. So something that was just a little more mid-century. And so we were thinking the 40s would be cool, which the 40s is cool. But we couldn't find a story in that. And then when we started thinking, oh, maybe it's about paranoia, then the 50s just made more sense, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. And the 50s is cool. Very. Very cool. Um, Steph is a fan of Angel's 50s hair, actually. <laughs> yes. Angel's 50s hair was a big hit. Big mm-hmm. hit. An, an Angel's 50s wife beater. Angel's 50s wife beater, big hit. <laughs> um, and yeah, they start doing this raising spell. And I love when uh, Wes and Gunn are getting into arguments already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Don't listen to it. Nah, they were just like this all the way in the car. 
So, yeah, uh, in 52, Judy is, like, pretty much cornered by everyone. And um, so, and then she ends up pointing out Angel. Yeah. It was him. Now, I yes. must say, at this point, I completely forgot that there was <clears throat> a demon telling people what to do. Uh-huh. And hmm. so it never occurred to me that she was coerced by the whispers to did point you, him did, out. Do you remember the scene from, like, three, there was, like, a scene like three scenes earlier yeah. when he was at the store when he was at the bookstore yeah and she's okay. sitting in the chair and the and the thing is telling her specifically you'll go to prison yeah i do remember that but okay. it was so jarring that she pointed out the guy that was helping her that i uh-huh. completely lost track of what was actually going on and i was just so filled with disappointment and shock well that's that it what wasn't you're until to feel. it wasn't until later that i realized oh i shouldn't be that upset with judy yeah, but I was so that. upset with her. It was You're supposed to yeah. feel that. Ugh. Well, well done. The betrayal. That, yes, that was uh, that was a uh, that was you know that was sort of the um, the moment that the whole thing was built around. Obviously, yeah. Uh-huh. The idea of just like tr- just you know really you know a- Angel lost another one, and mm-hmm. then you find out no, not so much. Yeah. Yeah, and and I just love the whole. It's all chaotic, all chaotic, and it just rises to a crescendo where she just comes out and she's like, you know, it was him. There's blood in his room. Yeah, yeah. We had we we had to go back and reshoot that actually, because hmm. she What's wasn't uh, she she wasn't sufficiently hysterical the first time we shot it. <laughs> so we went back and actually just reshot her. We shot her uh, her line reading. Hmm. So yeah, we have a lynching. What would you, you guys think of that? Well, on a completely nitpicky basis, I was <sighs> expecting him to actually die because decapitation, but is it the whole head has to come off, or if he just yeah, snaps that's not, a couple... That's not, that's not decapitation. You know, cervical vertebrae, is that enough? But I guess, you know, I mean, technically it's not decapitation, so I guess... I mean, the I coolest scene for me was him pulling himself up. That was fantastic. Yeah. 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 When his eyes just open and mm-hmm. it was like, boom, I loved it. Yeah. He can't reinvent everything in this episode. I mean, we I have understand. photographed vampires. We find out that Bibles need crosses. We found out now. Twelve and a half years later, we find out Bibles need crosses. And if Tim asks nicely, I'll cut that out of the episode. But, <laughs> but I, I was especially, uh, I was, I was especially distracted by the bellhop being way too into this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. You want, no, you want that. Though. I know. It's just like, she's like terrified at the beginning. Yeah. I don't want to go up there to be like, yeah, do it. Yeah. <laughs> that's the way, that's the way, you know, that's the way mobs are. Yeah. I have expected How do you like them apples? <laughs> just snapping the gum. Yeah, I love yeah, it. Yeah. You asked for it. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I thought that was so good. Yeah. And particularly when once he realized what he did, it's like, oh, what have we done? He's like, oh no, ah, I gotta beat my feet. I gotta get out. I gotta go. I gotta go. She's at the fuzz. Damn right. <laughs> um, yeah. So then Angel actually meets the Thessalac demon. Yay. Any anything about? I mean, this creature. So many tentacles. <laughs> 
<laughs> tentacles. <laughs> yes, tentacles. <laughs> yeah, I was actually quite pleased with how this demon turned mm-hmm. out. I mean, I, I mean, yeah, you know, great. for a long, a lot, a lot of times the demons were up to that point were like, you know, they all look like sort of frogs or whatever. <laughs> and this guy was like, the, the actor was really good, and I thought the makeup was genuinely scary, and the whole like floaty mm-hmm. tentacly thing was quite creepy, I thought. Oh, the yeah. creepiest part for yeah. me. The creepiest part. <laughs> the creepiest part for me. <laughs> Sorry. Just one of my fears. Um, the creepiest part for me was the no arms. Yes. Just this oh. like straight hooded figure with all these tentacles hovering underneath. Uh, yeah, okay, you keep keep your distance, fella. <laughs> there, and there he was accent. He kind of had like an old accent. He seemed old. Well, he had like a um, kind of a southern fried thing going on. Yeah. 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 I thought his voice was great. Yes, yeah, he, was, he, was, he was really good. So, um, yeah, it, it's cool. You, you, you're good with the rules in this episode, too, because they mentioned earlier that, you know, this thing is, can be corporeal if you do the binding spell or the raising spell, but also if he has, has himself a nice meal. So there's a reason why he's corporeal right now. Yes. And, and, and oh, I also but, have Denver say earlier that uh, a, a lightning strike might be one way to get uh-huh. rid of him. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep, yep. And uh, the other, I, I wanted to point out, like again, the rules. It's genius when they when they uh, start talking to him in present day. Angel figures out he's been feeding all this time. Like what? There, there would be that question laying out there. Like, okay, so the place has been abandoned since seventy nine. Why is he still here? Mm-hmm. Of course, he's got somebody he's still feeding on. Yeah. yeah. So I thought that was great. So uh, yeah. Team Angel takes him out. That was awesome. No, I must say, it was um, it was nice seeing the four of them together doing something. Yeah, is that mm. that's this the second time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, because it's the second episode. There, oh. never mind. <laughs> there is an there is one unfortunate shot on the DVDs, which I may I I don't know if I mentioned it in the commentary or not. Probably not because I don't think I probably saw it framed this way in the commentary. But if you look at the DVDs, because we did not shoot season two to be widescreen. We shot it to be a square, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and they, but they released them widescreen, and a lot uh-huh. of those compositions <laughs> were not composed to be that wide. And yeah. when the demon is being electrocuted, <laughs> if you look behind the counter in the lobby, there's like a grip. A grip standing there with his hand, like in a baseball cap, with like his hand on his hip. <laughs> and in the TV broadcast, he was off camera; you couldn't yeah. see him. Yeah. Um, but it's suddenly it's like, who's that guy? <laughs> now I need to go back. It's like the last episode we saw where um, David Boreanaz was hanging out in the corner, waiting yeah. to go into the gym because I'm up here. That's why. That's yeah. Why. <laughs> Yeah, I remember. It happens more than once in this season. I have to be honest. <laughs> I remember showing my wife the pilot of the series, and um, right when um, <clears throat> he's about to pilot of the second episode, the 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 episode where we introduce Kate is one or two of the series. Two, uh, two, two. two. Sorry. Yeah. So in that episode, um, possessed bad guy runs out the window. Angel thinks runs out the window, and as the shot of the bad guy running out the window, you actually see a grip behind the couch. 
because <laughs> because on Netflix they're in widescreen as well. That's not good. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> it was. Oh, yeah, wow. I love stuff like that. <laughs> I never time. noticed stuff like that. Yeah, Let yeah, me ask it, this. This is probably a dumb question. Okay, the scene where uh, Angel's talking to Denver, and he tells him he'll give him a good deal or he'll sell him the books, and Angel says, uh, "You mean for free?" Is uh, Angel compelling Denver, or is he just intimidating? He's intimidating. Okay. I watch too many vampire shows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's just like not in the mood. He's like, no, you're just going to give me what I want. Angel at that point is not, I mean, he's just a different guy. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That would yeah. be like the first time that he felt compelled to actually help somebody. Yes. Which makes the episode more awesome. Yeah. Particularly because it all leads to him going, take them all. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Best line. Yeah, which surprised me. Still, Why? because we're so used to him being nice. But, but you, you know? needed to be—you needed to be that so that he has a reason to. I mean, to me, the whole point of the story was: yeah. oh, it's not about Judy getting redemption; it's about Angel getting redemption. Yeah. it's a little fractal of the whole series. Yeah, yeah, and Angel's road to redemption is very bumpy, up and down. It's not. Yeah, it's not a straight line straight for line. sure. Hmm. Yeah. You also um, said on the commentary um, that this was also not only just him um, trying to, you know, be empathetic or whatever, but him actually uh, learning how to forgive somebody too, mm-hmm. as, as he forgives Judy. Hmm. Yes. I just thought that was poor Judy. Yeah, that yeah. would be the worst. Yeah. I would have liked if that had actually worked a little bit better. Mm. Do you watch um Doctor Who Tim? No. There's there's a their last episode they had these uh um monsters that basically kept some kept people in in hotels as essentially batteries. Oh, well that's what he was doing with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> So rewatching mm-hmm. this episode, I was like, huh. Um, yes, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to tweet Stephen Moffat tonight, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have Tim Miney here now, and he says he needs you to talk, you know, he needs you to come on and explain this. No, that's okay. <laughs> explain yourself. Because if Stephen Moffat ever got on this show, I would just talk his ear off about coupling. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't get Jeff for the last season? Come on! <laughs> anyway. Um, so, uh, yeah, that kind of, uh, wraps up the episode. I mean, the gang's moving in. Wesley is wondering why people think he's paranoid. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, so they're going to move into this hotel. Yeah. Now yeah, uh, yeah. being spoiler free, I'm wondering, are, aren't they living beyond their means? Are they going to start keeping prisoners in some of these rooms? I'm wondering, <laughs> are they really going to get you know, use out of this place. And I can't wait to find out if it's just not going to be a thing or if it's totally going to be a thing and I'm actually going to be happy about it. Well, I wonder, oh, well. I wonder if, if Gunn and the rest of the Lost Boys are going to move in. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't think of that. We got enough room now for them. Well, I always thought it was the money that Angel found, but... You said differently on the commentary, Tim. You said that you didn't think the money 
Like you thought Angel gave back the money, basically, or yeah. But, but you also... know what? It's fine. He could use the money for the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> I think they got it at a good rate too, because they, you know, during the research part, they say that you know it's like been designated a historical landmark, but the realtor has been wanting to get it off their hands. Yeah, <laughs> They've been trying yeah to it was it, it was a, it was a deal. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, you know, somebody had to come in and pick up those scraps of paper off the floor. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> if only they knew who had ordered them. <laughs> awesome. So, do we want to get into feedback next? or? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, I think we have an email from Carol. We do have an email from Carol. All right. I, I will read it. <clears throat> Carol writes in, My own redemption. Are you now or have you ever been? When Tim Maynard was last on Redemption Cast, the harshest post I ever wrote was read on the air. Head <laughs> desk. Although I stand by my dislike of the episode Heroes because I can never get past demon Nazis set in modern day, I was not surprised to find out that Tim Maynard had written the parts of the episode I did like. Now we come to Are You Now or Have You Ever Been? A great example of using flashbacks to a specific historical era to enhance a story. Admittedly, I'm a sucker for flashbacks, but this episode uses them differently than any others that I can think of from Buffy or Angel. It uses the paranoia and culture of the time to create layers, not just of character development, but also of plot. It walks a fine line and could have, be, and could have been and could have beaten the audience over the head with the message. Instead, it is a nuanced use of the era to say something about humanity, our culture, and the character arc of Angel. Personally, I feel like this is the best constructed episode of Angel and the first of my favorite episodes from the series. Thanks for the podcast, Redemption Cast. Thanks for great television to my near CJS. Yes, thank you, Tim, for not beating us over the head. Yes, I concur. You're welcome. And so are your, head. <laughs> so are your heads. <laughs> All right. I think the rest is in the Facebook group, Robin. Do you have that queued up, or do you want me to? Um, why don't you on get over? it started? Because I'm doing something else right now. What? <laughs> well, I mean, related to All right. the show. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Facebook dot oh, I know it starts off with Illyrio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can skip over our post. Yeah, I'll skip over oh, our post. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, hold on. I have uh, extra security on Facebook. <laughs> uh, hold on. There we go. I have Facebook send me a text message anytime I need to log in from a different kind of like IP address. So someone tried to hack into my Facebook. Hey. I have no idea why anybody would want to do that. <laughs> hacked into my email last night. That sucked. Yeah. Lots of apology letters. <laughs> yeah, I that. saw that. My email has been compromised. I don't know if you got one, Tim, but don't click on I that. Did. Oh, I no. did. Oh, no. That was right. very embarrassing. Well, I mean, it happens. Yeah. All right. Let's go here. View all 30 comments now. All right. Taylor Dole says, I've only seen Angel once, but I'm pretty sure this is my favorite episode. <laughs> wow. Uh, I think Taylor reads once all the way through. Oh, okay. And I don't think he means just <laughs> one say, specific it's episode. It's like, wow, okay. It's, my, it's the best one and the worst one I've ever seen. It's the <laughs> <laughs> of, the, of the two episodes I've seen, yeah. this is the best. And by two episodes, he, he watched it twice. 
<laughs> John Pavlich says, I love this episode. It's one of my absolute favorites. It epitomizes the series in one episode, not to mention giving more rich details about Angel's past. Rachel says, this is my favorite episode of Angel. That is all. Okay. <laughs> Okay, Robin Hudson. <laughs> I think this is directed at you, Tim. Um, hi, sweetie. Robin here, the one with the firefly class in Korea. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> I love, love, love this episode. It's luminous. Some might say shiny. <laughs> you really like the out of order storytelling, don't you? I do. And sorry, but the tentacles are still cheesy. <laughs> Lonnie did a great job on the effects too. Other except for the picture, but yeah. Um, uh, other Robin or blushing Steph can double check, but I think the potentials can listen to your commentary. I didn't catch any spoilery stuff. Ooh, that might be interesting. Um, there was a minor thing, but mm. Dylan Salas Carlos says, "Love your name, Dylan." Just want to say it in case it wasn't obvious. Let's play trivia and see if Gabby, Illyria, or Kim can recognize this location from season one. Gabby, Kim? No. Kim? I cannot. Kim? Kim, are you? No, I can't. Sorry. Okay. (laughs) Um, I don't recognize it from season one, but clearly from the end of uh, episode one of season five. Is this uh, location somewhere in season one, you guys? Yeah. Well, at least the outside. Where? What? Um, it was uh, the I Fall to Pieces episode. Oh, uh, <laughs> of course. <clears throat> okay. All right. <clears throat> well, that explains it. That explains it. Okay. Melanie says, okay, this is my favorite Angel episode ever. Angel, both the character and the series, are best when they deal with ideas of isolation and misfits. To me, that is the heart of this episode. I want to know what inspired this episode. Was it just the allure of filming an episode at the height of McCarthyism? Or was the idea of interracial relations and the fear and bigotry that follows something that intrigued you? Also, uh, pardon me. Although I imagine you will say that it will be both, you know I still have to ask, smiley face. It's not. It's neither. Mm-hmm. It, it was to it was to explain the new location, as we stated before, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and um, and it became the fifties when we decided we'd have a paranoia paranoia demon. So it was kind of done backwards in a weird way. Hmm. Like we didn't start with a theme and then build out. Yeah. We we started with some very pragmatic sort of series questions that we wanted to answer, mm-hmm. like why are they in this hotel, and then it just grew from there. Fantastic. Were you aware, Tim, that this is so many uh, viewers' favorite episode? I knew that people liked this one. Okay. Alicia Zerbst. Love your last name, Alicia. This is a fantastic episode. I love when the show does different time eras. They do it so well. Ina from Norway says, A fantastic episode of Angel. Would love to hear the backstory on it from Tim Ear. You will, Ina. You will. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean. Jump back with the Alicia's uh, post saying, when this show does different time areas, eras, um, Tim, Illyria is wondering about how walls were made back in the 1700s. You, you son of a bitch. He really got on a... I can't but, believe you're going to bring this up with Tim Ear. Here's our guest. <laughs> Really? Held accountable really? You know, when I have a dinner party, Robin, and I invite people, I don't bring up dirty laundry from the basement. Okay? 
It was stucco, wasn't it? Uh huh. Didn't they use stucco? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed in um I don't know. <laughs> I noticed in a previous episode where we see Angel being turned and killing his family that there was drywall on the walls. And I was wondering how that could be in Ireland at oh, that that's time. Not, that's not great. You know. Well, I can I can tell you since I wrote that episode, mm-hmm. I did not script drywall. Awesome. Thank you very much. <laughs> I feel last, much better the now. The last time that I built the sets was never. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Again, I wasn't going to bring this up because I was just trying to be humorous. Yeah, I was. I I, I got on the fact that you know, Angel and Darla's breath was all over the place oh, yeah. because the night was cold. <laughs> now it's it's true that we were not using dead actors. <laughs> <sighs> you know, some people just can't be true to form. Okay, Grad well, said. Well, I got a oh, question. Yeah, please. I'm sorry. No, no. How many days? did it take you to film this episode to you? I think our shooting schedule was seven or eight days. Huh. Probably eight. Maybe so seven. No, eight, probably eight should... days. No, no, it was, it was the normal amount of days. Wow. I think, it, I think we shot an episode every eight days. Could have been seven. I don't exactly remember. Grant loves this episode, too. It's a flashback episode of the likes we haven't seen yet, really. Not in the Victorian period. This is a great mood to it. And uh, he uh, asks us, basically, what Robin told us, if any of the Fisher cast, um, a Six Feet Under retrospective podcast, recognized the actress who played Judy. Who played Vanessa's sister. Yay. Jason Abels. Or Abels. Sorry, Jason. Can we just stop and take a moment to appreciate how good Dave Bur- David Boreanaz looks in the 1950s? It happens on Bones like a decade later, and it's still just as good. Yep. I think this is the first time we see Angel, not Angelus, do something bad. I love how this complicates his hunt for atonement. I remember one of the potentials asking why Angel feels so bad for the things the Angelus has done. Now you're beginning to see it. That ending gets me every time. They used a similar plot recently on Doctor Who, and it was still devastating. Oh. Hmm. BJ says, I feel like Steph will definitely mention how hot 50s era Angel is <laughs> if she doesn't get flustered by Tim Minear. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I really, really love this episode, but I look forward to one of the GAC crew, that's Gabby, Illyrio, and Kim crew, to not enjoy it because it is more interesting when you have someone uh, isn't on board with the rest of them. Hopefully this makes sense. No, but it will, I'm sure. I have faith in our listeners that when I don't understand anything they're saying, it's because they're sparing me from spoilers, unlike that naughty, naughty Nicholas Brendan. <laughs> Simone says, I have nothing but pure love for every second of this episode. Katrin, great episode, one of my favorites, and a turning point in the show for me. Lynette says, yes, this episode really makes the point that Angel is a demon with a soul, and it took a long time for him to find a bit of his human side. Being noble is a huge task for a human, let alone a demon. Just love this episode. It adds real depth to the champion that is now our Angel. Steph saying, deep breaths, no coffee, pre-recording. Selena, I'm not as into this episode as most other people seem to be. I do love the demon karaoke bar, though. I'm not going to lie. I think that was another episode. Yeah, it was another episode. Yeah, there's no karaoke bar. Yeah. Selena, please rewatch and then maybe repost. She does have a point. Demon karaoke bar is awesome. Yeah. We have a little bit of banter that ends up with me declaring a slap fight. 
Uh, Taylor. Taylor says, Tim Maneer is totally going to appreciate this in-depth, detailed discussion of this episode. I know you can't hear the tone in my voice, so I want you to know this is said jokingly. Yes, he was <laughs> commenting, or she was commenting about the way we were going off topic, which we do a lot, actually, you know, with all the X-Files <laughs> talk, Robin. Oh, I thought she was going, uh, picking on uh, how I uh, slowly recap the episode sometimes. Oh! Okay. Was she I making fun now. of you? Oh, good job, Taylor. <laughs> Uh, I just for the record, I love Robin to death. Not literally, figuratively, of course. Uh, Kate says, definitely one of my favorites. The way he gets rid of the demon is typical, but this episode is a gem of this season. And Ray, final word, a very good standalone type story. It was fun to see Angel back in the 50s. Crazy to see that he decided to leave and let the demon feast on the remaining people. Not always a champion, even after getting his soul back. Striking image to see Angel being hung as well. It's also a very functional episode going forward because it gives Angel Investigations its new offices and Angel a new place to live, plus gives them some money to keep the them afloat for a while. Hmm. Thank you, Ray. That was awesome. Ah, Not a lot feedback. of questions. No, yeah. I know. Well, I like, you know, my nerves going to be on. Ask him some questions. <laughs> well, what I well, you know, because the, the first time you're on, Tim, we decided to surprise our listeners, so we didn't announce anything. And uh, you know, I I didn't want anybody to miss out on being able to ask you questions specifically. So you know, we just we all decided that uh, we would post that you were going to be on. And yeah, not a lot of questions, but you know what? It's because they don't have any questions because the no. episode is just fine. Uh huh. Lots of appreciation. Lots of appreciation. Which is uh, hopefully nice. Very nice. Yes. Yeah. It's huge. Awesome. All right. We do this thing, Tim, where we we rate the episode. And then we uh, tell people how to join us. And then we uh, pull some quotes that we like. So if you're going to bear with us. And I'm going to ask you if you could come up with a... Uh, rating of your, of your own work <laughs> as well. Hopefully it's better than the rating you gave yourself for Hero. I will allow you to go last so you can formulate uh, something. Uh, Robin, would you like to go first? Sure. Uh, I think this episode is perfect. And uh, <laughs> I love it. And <laughs> uh, there's, no, um, there's no surprise that I'm giving it a 10 out of 10 uh, frantically scattered papers. <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie? This is my probably my favorite episode of television ever. I love this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. I'm serious. I'm serious. <laughs> so ridiculous. <laughs> I'm serious. Okay. I give it 10 out of 10. Uh, Socially reclusive vampires. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say that I enjoyed it. I can't say it was the best episode of television ever. No offense. And um, um, I love flashback episodes. So it'll get a bit of a higher rating. I'm going to give it eight and a half out of ten uh, for me. Eight and a half out of ten um um, what was the word I was looking for? Eight and a half out of ten whispering walls. <laughs> <laughs> Gabby? Um, who, by the way, Tim, uh, has been amongst us uh, <laughs> the one who has l- taken the longest to warm up to the show. Yes. So, Gabby? 
Yes, I'm, I'm breaking free. I'm, oh. I'm, I'm staying away from my numeric, from the numeric scale, and I'm oh, going yeah. back. <laughs> so, um, again, never been the greatest show in the world, but this particular episode I found to be the most compelling of them all so far. And I'm a little sad that I didn't notice the the grip in the background. But anyway, I'm, but anyway, <laughs> on on a scale of eh to hell yeah, I give it a ooh. <laughs> Very nice, Gabby. So first, so I bring up, I, I just create this new rating scale and everything to keep track of all our shows, and you're going to change your rating. Give it a number for Christ's sake. No, Robin, you cannot keep her down. Gabby is awesome, and you will refrain from ever trying to change Gabby ever again. Is that clear? Damn the man. You can't change Gabby. Damn it. Um, I really enjoyed this episode on a bunch of different levels. The period it was set in uh, is one of my favorites to look back to, if I could say that without (laughs) sounding horrible. Um, I loved Angel not being into the helping thing. Um, and I, the flashbacks and that, that one transition just had me super, super giddy. I will give this episode 10 out of 10. How the hell did they put the ice in that thing in the hallway? There's no machine. Does somebody carry it <laughs> to each floor? Yes. Okay. Stick that in your rating compilation, Robin. <laughs> it was a number. Oh yeah, I, I did give you a number. Uh, <laughs> Tim, been, what's the motto of our show, Illyrio? Uh, uh, Sod. Oh yes, thank you. <laughs> Suspension of disbelief. There you go. Tim, what did you think of the episode? I give it a twelve. Oh, oh nice. Eleven. I give it a a 10 because it's one of my favorite memories awesome and so I give it 10 out of 10 uh, masturbatory (laughs) referencing of movies that I love (laughs) awesome I love it Um, can I I I meant to ask this but you know got a little nervous Um, with an episode like this with such a kind of a heavy theme to it and, and background where like people kind of like, you know, kind of happy while working <laughs> or, yeah, or, no, you know we, what I mean? It, it was, a, this was joyous. Yeah. Cause yeah, people were, we were just, it, for whatever reason, it was just, um, it was really easy for me to write this mm. except for the Wesley Cordelia stuff, which I know doesn't seem like a bunch of it, but those are sort of important, uh, um, hinges for the narrative. But um, it was super easy to write, and um, it was super easy to make. Like, just all the different elements just fell into place. Awesome. I bet uh, David Boreanaz especially had a... He had a great time. Yeah, just being able to play this character in a different place. You yeah. Know? Yeah. That's awesome. So, quotes? Yeah. Uh, no, first of all, you've got to let people know where to contact us, because oh, on this podcast, Robin, uh, we don't have a pre-recorded how to contact us. We do it. <laughs> we're doing it live. Ish. I get to the boring stuff on the X Files podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, that's what we thought, including Tim Minear. So you can let us know what you think about the show, about upcoming episodes, about our podcast. Um, you can send us an email at 
Redemptioncast at gmail.com. That is correct. You can visit uh, redemptioncast.blogspot.com. That's where we release the show, the episodes. You, we have show notes. You can subscribe to us via iTunes, or you can use Downcast, which is far superior. Uh, they don't pay me to say that, but I wish they did. <laughs> and uh, Robin, we still have a phone number. Yeah. Um, it's uh, 260-26-SCARG. That's 260-267-5274. Fantastic. And if you're on the Twitter machine, we are Redemption Cast. <laughs> oh, and the Facebook group. That's where all the fun happens. Facebook.com slash groups slash Potential Cast. Because, you know, we had that other show first and having two groups would be confusing. Right. <laughs> it's quote time. <laughs> Who prepared very poorly and only wrote one down? Uh. Uh, you? <laughs> no, oh, <laughs> not this time, Mon Cher. I got. <laughs> I had one, but it was already mentioned. That's okay. Do it anyway. <laughs> do it. Do it first. Just go. Take them all. Nice. <laughs> oh, I love this one. Um, I've been accused of a great many things in my time, but paranoid has never been one of them, unless people have been saying it behind my back. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, Robin! (laughs) (laughs) Mine's a bit of a long one, but it totally made my day. So you you were, what, about my age when you were made? I don't know, how old are you? Just north of 30. No! (laughs) (laughs) Tim, I forgot to ask you about that. What was that all about? (laughs) Is it because he's actually 30-something when it was shot? or Um, He must have been. <laughs> that kind of. A I, I also it just Angel always cracks me up whenever he's vain or cheap. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Artie. Oh man! <laughs> no, Artie is welcome. You know this. Who, who's next? Uh, me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they keep calling her a zany redhead. Could be a brunette, for all I can tell. <laughs> I just have to take their word for it. <laughs> I also love the cinnamon line. It made me crack up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there were so many. I really liked uh, the um, the writers going back and forth about alliteration. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was great. <sighs> Vampire Mm. wanting to slay a demon in order to help some grubby humans? I don't get it. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite line in this episode is, we're going to store him? (laughs) (laughs) That was something else. (laughs) I sort of had to make him fit. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll get some for that, will I? I mean, if you throw pillows, what's not to love? <laughs> it's kind of like a puzzle. The who died horribly because Angel screwed up 50 years ago game. <laughs> That's uh, good. Yay. Oh, yay. I'm done. So where did the where did the word the the thieves like demon come from? Just a made up word? Yep. Okay. And I didn't realize it was that close to a orb of Thessala. <laughs> Interesting. Until it was too damn late. <laughs> awesome. Well, Tim, thank you so much. 
Sure. Can Anytime. You, can you please let us know what you're up to and what we should be watching? Yes, that you're you should be watching in. Television's American Horror Story. Yay. Yeah. Damn you. It's, I think, Wednesday nights at 10 on FX. Okay, Tim. Do yeah. I just, like, list off the, like, the most horrifying things ever, like Nazis <laughs> and aliens and mad scientists, I mean, and then write the show. What, what was that? <laughs> the, I mean, you, these are, the, like, the most terrifying things. Yeah, it's not, not called American I'm Not Scared. <laughs> sure not called American Fun Story. <laughs> it's not. It's not fun at all. It should be fun. It's hilarious. What are you talking about? We had Anne Frank last week. What more do you want? <laughs> well, part one of two last week. <laughs> and part two is awesome. I, I'm sorry. I need to gush for a moment. I loved the first season of American Horror Story, but the second season of American Horror Story Asylum, oh my God, is one of my favorite seasons so far of television I've ever seen. <laughs> I am loving it. It is so incredibly twisted. Yeah. And uh, every week I'm like, ew, disgusting, but I can't not look away. I have to know what happens next. It's amazing. <laughs> I love it. Well, you're going to love next week because it's great, I think. I- I want to personally thank you for making me love television again. Because you're welcome. <laughs> Wait a second. I thought we did that. <laughs> okay. No, seriously. I was so oh, hating on this season of television, and t- and I was looking forward. I was looking forward to um, American Horror Story, but now I'm like, I look for it. I don't even, I mean, I DVR it to watch it again, but it is appointment television for me. I literally watch it live every week. Wow. Yeah, it nice. anally rapes Downton Abbey. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest about it. Let's just say it. Let's just say it. It bends Downton Abbey over the upstairs and the downstairs. It makes it feel like an English freaking pig. Um, Tim, do you mind yeah. if I turn that uh, quote into a ringtone? Do what you will. Thank you. Artie agrees. Awesome. Uh, does anybody know if it's on Hulu? It's on um, iTunes. I know that much. Okay, because I just tricked my uh, Apple TV to think I have uh, Hulu Plus, so <laughs> I'm going to be okay, watching a lot of stuff I don't have access to over here. It might be on Hulu. I don't know. Hmm. But how would you do? I know. Our, I know. Our Live Plus Seven numbers are really big, so it's probably on Hulu. Cool, Kim. I will let you know all about that on the down low. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking forward to watching the uh, Brown Coats Unite special that's actually airing tonight. The night we're recording this so. yes that's right it's tonight is there anything behind that that's uh any pleasant memories just getting back together everybody or oh yeah it was awesome it was uh, at comic-con this year and there were thousands of people who lined up to uh to see us it was crazy <laughs> gabby were you one of them um i was waiting in line for the walking dead <laughs> <laughs> I had to make a choice. It was Sophie's choice for me. (laughs) 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 And it it was Game of Thrones and House and 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 that instead of Firefly. And I and when when the Firefly panel was over, I got so many hating texts from friends of mine that couldn't make it that I didn't go to that one. So yeah, but you could see it all online, I think. And uh, oh yeah, yeah. like, like. 
moments later. It was it yeah, was exactly. on too. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much. We're so honored. All I right. think I speak we'll for everyone. All right, everybody. Uh, I think we have a little bit of something to play us out. Uh, I think Robin came up with this. And uh, <laughs> Tim, if you're still on, uh, feel free to run away after the first four bars. Yeah, we apologize. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or you're welcome. <laughs> well, now that it's the 50s, I like to stick to myself. I'm the scary guy in 217 at Hyperion Hotel. God. I'm just a shopping baby. I don't like talking. I'm just a solitary kind of guy. We got escorts in the hallway. People talking to themselves. It's hard to get ice without dames breaking in at Hyperion Hotel. She's got some secrets, baby. An angry boyfriend. I just broke the nose of a P.I. This place is booked up, but it's only if you're black. But the room service is really bad when it's done by a Thessalac demon. He's just so hungry, baby. He's getting so hungry. He's just so hungry, you could die. Well, so Judy's in disguise. Her betrayal really stung. I should have run like hell when she said you look like you might be well hung, baby. That's when they lynched me, baby. You had them lynch me. Though no one knows I can't die. Yeah. I'm a vampire, baby. You're not my type. What's my tap? Oh. <laughs> or A, B. It depends on the day. Hey, now, if you're in some trouble, I wish you all farewell. I'm taking a hike and you're all screwed at Hyperion Hotel. You all can suck it. I just won't save you. You want some dinner, Thessalac? Take them all. <laughs> that was genius. Thank you very much. <laughs> Ooh. Ah, uh, Robin. You've outdone yourself this time. Genius. Oh. All right. Now we'll say goodbye for real. All right. Thanks. Good Thanks, night. Tim. Bye. Thank you. Bye. 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 All right. Going to right. pause and immediately save now.
Are you perhaps muted? I don't know. Is that better? Hey! Yeah. Oh, okay. Yay! Huzzah! Yay. Fantastic. That's fantastic. Uh, this is going to be the greatest outtake ever. <laughs> All right. Interesting one, but one side of a conversation. Yes. <laughs> well, that's usually all I hear anyway, Robin. Left 
girl. 